You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. Landon, it's an emergency podcast today. I sent out the bat signal. You answered. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, and I've, I've noticed quite a pep in your audio step uh, today. <laughs> uh, you must be pretty thrilled with uh, the, the parting of ways with uh, Scott Linehan, which we just found out about. What, less than five minutes ago? Yeah, I think uh, so. So, so today's podcast is obviously going to talk about the firing of Scott Linehan. Um, <laughs> this is a, a, a kind of a sensitive thing because on one hand, I think a lot of Cowboy fans are happy that the Cowboys have uh, fired Scott Linehan. But at the same time, you're talking about somebody losing their job, and you Thank know you. I, I, you try to you try to be sensitive to that. And I don't want to celebrate somebody because you know they they you know they're gone now. But um, the Cowboys have decided to move on from and Scott Linehan. Real, Let's real just quick, start. Go ahead. Especially since you know, before we just bury this dude, you know, just and call him bad names and all this stuff. He didn't do the job that we've all wanted, and that's fine. And he got fired, and that's fine too. He also did a lot of great stuff for this team throughout these last sure. few seasons. You know, it didn't completely work out because we didn't win the Super Bowl. But I, you know, I, I think what he did to help develop Dak early in his career cannot be ignored. He was the offensive coordinator for the single greatest rookie quarterback season in the NFL. So and, you know, and not only that, all- he was. He was on the staff when in 2014, which was arguably the best single season. Uh, from a, a cowboy quarterback ever, you know Tony yeah. Romo was fantastic in 2014. Um, so let's not cowboys... bury him completely. You know, right. like he's he, right. he did a good job. It just didn't work out. We're happy he's gone, but we don't hate the person. You know, right? So the Cowboys decided to move on, in in part because over the last few years the offense hasn't lived up to maybe their potential. Uh, since 2015, the offense is averaging just. 21.7 points per game. That's 21st in the NFL at that time. The Cowboys obviously decided to go in a different direction. I mean, first of all, do you agree with this move for the Cowboys moving on from uh, from Scott Linehan? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I've been on board with this since, you know, about midseason. And really, for me, I think what it was is that uh, what's frustrating is that they, they showed themselves several different times that they have – pieces of this offense that can work if deployed in a certain way they even have the plays it feels like in the playbook to run that way but they but they didn't they they continually went away from it and continually didn't you know kind of run i i feel like and we've talked about this for a long time the deck is more comfortable running a more open offense where you know he can see things a lot you don't have to i mean there's a statistical argument that's pretty legit solid that you know i mean you know like i said for any statistical argument you know some 
context is needed, but but the statistical argument for Dak in a more open offense versus a closed offense is pretty overwhelmingly obvious. So uh, I I think for me, you know, the kind of refusal to kind of go back to uh, things that were working for them at different points and, and, and kind of butting their head against things that's you know seemingly don't seem to work as well. Uh, it was it's frustrating, and and I think a lot of it had to do with the idea that. Scott, you know, the stuff that that was working for Dak is a little bit outside of Scott's comfort zone, I feel like. And so now maybe we get to see, you know, not a completely different offense necessarily. I mean, I think as far as system, they'll, you know, they'll still it'll still be a Coriel based system, which means numbered routes and and all that. The terminology probably stay the same. I think the difference probably will, some of philosophy, right? You're probably still going to oh, see yeah, a team absolutely. that wants to play a ball control style of offense, yeah, right? Absolutely, and and they want to take shots and and all that stuff. I, I think the difference will be how the 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 personnel is deployed and how the personnel is used and and the formations and and that sort of thing. You know, the the, the way that they act actually get the job done uh, will will be different. So, uh, you know, I think there's a thought process that, you know, when you have Zeke Elliott uh, and, you know, you, you want to load up and run the ball of, of all the time. And, and I think that's a huge thing. And that's, that's going to remain. I think what's different now is that, you know, Zeke's comfortable running out of shotgun. He's very comfortable running out of shotgun. Right. Um, there, that maybe we'll see more and more, um, you know, 11 10 personnel um you know maybe some more unique different looking 20 personnel 21 personnel you know so um i I, i'm hoping that we just get something that is a little bit maybe more maybe some more up tempo maybe some more uh, just more in kind of dak's wheelhouse which you know is not just so far out of zeke's wheelhouse i think that they there is a happy medium that can really benefit both of these players a lot uh, I think they showed that at different points, uh, but then they kind of refused to continue to go back to it. I remember us having a conversation this season about how kind of Dak's style of play in uh, Ezekiel Elliott's style of play kind of they don't necessarily match up well together because or not not necessarily Zeke, but the Cowboys want to run the ball the way and play that, this yeah, slow. The, exactly the way that the Cowboys want to use Zeke right. doesn't match up with Dak's skill set. Is I think how we were wording it. And I think I think Jason Garrett might have you know kind of found that out. Even the playoffs were, was a great example. Uh, when Dak was in a hurry-up mode, the, the offense seemed to play at its best. But when they were playing this slow ball control style of offense, the the Rams kind of picked up on that, and they were able to shut Zeke down. So the next offensive coordinator is going to need to find a way to kind of marry those two styles together to get the most out of your two best players on offense. All right, before we take a quick break, uh, one of the questions that a lot of people want to know uh, is now that Lenny Hand is gone, do you think that means Kellen Moore will probably follow him out the door? We kind of know those two are tied at the hip. You know, we talked about this maybe even yesterday, um, but recently. I, I think that it's not un- it's not unlikely that when you lose your offensive coordinator that your quarterback coach will go as well. I mean, I, I just think that that kind of goes without saying. I, now, uh is it a done deal? No, I, I don't know that it's necessarily a done deal, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like let's say Doug Nesmeyer gets upgraded. Well, we, we'll talk about the guys that, that could be potential. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like whoever it is is going to 
likely either want to bring in their own QB coach or, depending on who it is, may want to be the QB coach. So uh, sure. we'll see. I mean, I don't think uh, it's a, a certainty, but I would be I would be more shocked if he didn't leave than if he stayed. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about some of the potential uh, names the Cowboys could could go after to replace Scott Linehan. This episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on a single charge. It's a perfect gift for any friend or family. It's great for anybody who works outdoors, skis, snowboards, hunts, anything like that. Anybody that hates the cold, you need to get them an Action Heat garment this Christmas season. Uh, For our listeners... We have a special deal to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, so before we talk about some of the names that the Cowboys may be interested in, um, I, I just want to kind of fill you guys in on some of the stuff that at least I've heard over the last couple of days. So uh, earlier this week, uh, I believe this was on Tuesday, uh, the Cowboys <laughs> sent out a couple feelers about some some guys that were free agents. Um, one of the guys, I'm, I'm fine telling you now, that they were interested in was Joe DiFilippo, uh, or John DiFilippo John from DiFilippo, yeah. uh, from Minnesota, who was with the Eagles. Uh, that was a guy that they were interested in bringing in as an offensive coordinator. Uh, they were a little late on that because he ended up taking the Jacksonville job. I fully believe if the Cowboys would have called him last week, he probably would have been the offensive coordinator. Uh, <laughs> but that just didn't work out, and now the Cowboys are going to be looking for somebody else. Um, we've heard a couple different names. I'll throw one more at you that I, I, I've known that the, the Cowboys are at least exploring, and that's Dan Campbell. I think he's the tight end coach now with the Saints. Uh, you guys probably remember him as the uh, tight end that played for the Cowboys. He was the head coach of the Dolphins for, I think, a year, maybe as an interim. Uh, but that's a guy that the Cowboys at least have some interest in. Have you heard any guys that, the, that Dallas may be considering bringing in? Uh, you know, around the time, and actually before we started hearing whispers about uh, John D. Filippo, which, by the way, if you didn't see my very well-crafted tweet yesterday and hinting this, then <laughs> you know you're missing out, guys. Uh, yes. I, you know, I, 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 we heard the names of. Oh man, now I've totally forgot his name. The the Georgia offensive coordinator, um, James Coney. I believe Co- yeah, name. James Coney was an, uh, was a name that we we were hearing kicked around by certain people. Um, you know, I, I think Campbell was new to me to, when you told me that, about that earlier. I like that uh, name. It would be interesting to see if he's... Coley. Sorry, it's James Coley. Coley I just had to right. double check. Yeah, James Coley. So, thank you. Um, 
uh, yeah, so I, I, I've heard those names kicked around. Obviously, I, to me, the guy who's the front runner is Doug Nuss- Nussmeyer, just because you keep hearing his name over and over again. Mm-hmm. There was talk that he was uh, more heavily involved in the uh, game plan for Week 17. Um, so, uh, which is you know when you know, with some of the, the Cowboys had some of their best production. So, uh, yeah, I think that. Those are all names to keep in mind. I also think that the Cowboys are going to get an opportunity to meet meet and with a lot of different coaches uh, during Senior Bowl week while they're down there. So that will actually be a pretty good opportunity for them. Uh, if you're not familiar with with Doug Nussmeyer, the, the Cowboys tight end coach, he's really been in, uh, a quarterback guy for you know for a long time. He was with Florida from 2015 to 2017. He worked with Michigan, Alabama, Washington, Fresno State. Uh, he was with the Rams in the early 2000s. Uh, so he's got a lot of experience working with quarterbacks, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if he, even if he doesn't get the tight end or the offensive coordinator job, if he maybe slides into that quarterback, you know, coach role because he he has yeah. some experience. Um, I, I was just gonna go say ahead. if he ends up becoming the offensive coordinator, I would not be surprised if he also was the quarterback coach. You know, like right, the, that I, makes some sense to me. That's what I was gonna suggest earlier. So that 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 might be something to look out for. All right, really quickly before we go, um, this new Cowboys offensive coordinator, is there anything different maybe that they're going to be looking for? Are they going to be looking for a younger guy? Do you think they'll be looking for somebody who has uh, experience with a spread? Do you think they'll bring in a a veteran guy that kind of knows how to work with quarterbacks? Is there anything certain you're expecting from this new coach? Well, if if you kind of just triangulate, you know the the three guys that we just mentioned as potential uh, hires. Uh, the thing that they all really kind of have in common is that they're, I guess, the Nussmeier is not really a new coach, but I, I would say that they kind of are newer school coaches still on their way up. You know, like I think they, you know, Doug has spent a lot of time calling plays in college. Uh, obviously, uh, Coley's has, has in college and uh, is calling plays there, uh, and Dan Campbell is, you know, former Cowboys tight end who you know got immediately into coaching right after he uh entered the league or exited the league uh so you know he is still very uh new in his in his coaching career and on top of that you know currently is a assistant at new orleans uh for sean payton Mm -hmm. so uh, very again i guess the common thing besides them all being young and this is not coincidental i would imagine is that they all have a lot of experience i would say with a lot more experience than probably linehan uh with kind of more spread concepts more college concepts that's you know that that sort of that sort of uh, thought process using more wide receivers you know spreading the field out um that sort of thing so i would say that that all kind of lends towards uh you know potentially getting a uh, a more spread out version of what we've got now um and i think that that's kind of i mean i i, I don't think you fire scott linehan to go back to a kind of traditional you know coriel because i think scott linehan is probably as good as anyone and calling that offense I guess is the best way to put it so the idea that they're moving on from Linehan to me reads like they need to change things about that offense or change the way that they're playing that offense so uh, I I would say that this has got to be a philosophy change to a certain degree just because if it's not then why why would they necessarily get rid of Linehan 
Right. Can I can I give you one scenario that I think at least makes sense to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and feel feel free to comment. Tell me how dumb I am or whatever. Oh boy. But Jason Garrett is. Yeah, I know. Jason Garrett is going into the final year of his deal. He signed a new deal in 2015. Um, why not just let him call plays and design this offense as he sees fit? I, I know the head coaching job has so much more than just calling plays and that kind of stuff, and you've got to do so many different things on game day. But I want to see what Jason Garrett can do with this team. If he can't fix this offense, then then why is he here? I mean, he was brought in to be this you know offensive genius back in 2007. What a straw obvi- man! Give me a break. No, but listen. But listen. I've heard this why, argument. Why, Go ahead. But why not? What you look at all the other you know top coaches in the league, the the Sean McVay, the Doug Petersons, Sean Payton. They're all calling their own plays. Why not allow Jason Garrett to do it and either sink or swim with him as your play caller? Because, first of all, this framing of argument, it's interesting to me that the people, and no offense, Marcus, it's interesting to me that the people that that don't like Jason Garrett, that want Jason Garrett fired, continue to phrase this this way, right? Like, basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to give him him enough. I want him to have a chance. No, it's not. (laughs) You you want to give him enough (laughs) rope to hang himself by, essentially. And that's fine. That's that's not unraw. But I, I, I... I argue the point that the reason he is here is because he's an offensive genius or that his offense is supposed to be the reason here. The reason Jason Garrett is still here is because he is very good, in my opinion, at the actual day-to-day elements of being a head coach. Not because I won't even fight you on that. Won't fight you on that at all. Because the, the truth of the matter is, is that Garrett became a much better head coach when he gave up play calling. And he became, was allowed to focus on being a head coach and coaching both sides of the defense and being involved with uh, both sides of the defense, both sides of the ball, and being involved in, sure. in, uh, in multiple aspects of the team instead of having to focus on offense. My thought process, and again, is that I like Jason Garrett as a head coach. I want to see him be able to allow an offensive coordinator to come in here and run an offense that may not be exactly like his because I think that will, again, further allow him to continue to be a kind of overseeing head coach, a manager head coach, because uh, I think that's actually where he has the most ability. I understand the idea, like, listen, Broadus has floated the same idea, too, and Broadus is also trying to get him fired, where, you, 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 well, I mean, <laughs> I'm it not is. trying to get Jason Garrett fired, Were you guys all having cigars with Michael Lombardi when you guys came up with this idea? I was just like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it, it, this idea that, like... We're having know, Lombardi on the podcast, by the way, in this offseason, just let me know that. The idea that you guys uh, uh, can just uh, you know give that that we could rephrase this as the only reason Jason Garrett is here is for his offense is incorrect, and so the idea that we would have to give him play calling duties uh, so that he can you know potentially hang hang himself with uh, with that with which is not necessarily putting him in the best situation to succeed uh, is is also incorrect in my opinion, and and I think the other part of this that's going to be sad is that. I, I have very little doubt that they're going to sign this offensive coordinator and give Jason Garrett that extension. So I, I think there could be a very good possibility that this is all moot and that by the, by the end of the month, Jason Garrett has a four- or five-year extension. All right, so here's what I want. <laughs> I, 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 it's not that I want Jason Garrett fired because I actually I, I don't think he should be fired after this season. I thought he had a, a good year. 
I just want the my 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 b- belief is that the next coordinator that comes in here is going to be forced to run Jason Garrett's offense. Now, there's a great chance that that doesn't happen and that the new the new guy comes in and runs whatever kind of offense he wants. But it's still going to be a version of the Air Coriel offense, as we mentioned. Why not let Jason Garrett, who has a ton of experience running and designing that offense, why not give him the chance and the opportunity to show that he is one of the better play callers in the league or his, that his offense can work? That's all that I want. I, I, I'd like to see Jason Garrett show or you know not show that this offense can work in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he's shown over and over again that his offense can work in the NFL when he was an offensive coordinator. I, again, I, I don't, I'm not having here Jason Garrett here or I'm paying Jason Garrett all this money necessarily to only run his offense. I'm paying him to be the head coach and run the team. Sure, uh, but, so, but other coaches can do that as well, right? I mean, we see that Sean McVay can run the offense and run a team at the same time. Sean Payton's been doing it forever. I I also think that you know Sean Payton doesn't you know have as much I, you know look it's a different blend of everything. John Payton I don't think is is good or as you know involved in drafting these players as fair, as Jason fair. Garrett you know and I think that, look everyone does their job differently you know and and what they do in there and and, and succeed there Jason Garrett has called. Uh, Called plays before, but I think as a coach, he it, it, they suffered uh, from his what that took away from him as a head coach overall. I I think that Garrett's best thing is being a head coach, and and Garrett is I, I think the position to put Garrett in the best success is to let Garrett be the head coach, have Garrett if Garrett can pull away enough from his ego, which I think he can, to allow somebody, a strong play caller, to be involved and not necessarily have to run his exact offense. But again, Coriel Bay, still the terminology. I think that that can still work. I think that's the way to have the best success because you get the you get all these people doing what they do best. I agree. Uh, the all, all great points on Jason Garrett. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how things play out over the next several weeks. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Lena and at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.